0: Welcome to West Virginia and Commonplace. Today, I have with me Big T. Big T comes from a long line of great podcasters out of a special area that I'm in as of right now called the DMV. The DMV uh, is D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. Um, I'm a native, actually, of Virginia, so I always tell everybody, don't get the misconception that I'm from West Virginia. I just rep West Virginia because I live there. So, Big T, please tell us about your podcast and tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Hey, JR, man. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. Um, my podcast, I Can't Make This Up. It's I Can't, or for K, Make This Up podcast. It actually uh, was inspired by another show that I saw a couple of years ago called Righteous and Ratchet. And, you know, what I saw was, you know, two best friends talking about everyday topics and just having fun. It didn't look like work. And that inspired me to uh, create my platform, you know, where I bring my guests and pretty much talk about what they got going on and try to have, you know, a, a good conversation that, you know, with the exchange of information, I hope to pass down to somebody else and, you know, help them with everyday life, you know?
0: All right. Now let's dig a little deeper into this. Cause like, I mean, you got star power cause you get, some of the best independent podcasters out there and you get other um, people involved with your show, you have countless guests on and you kind of like me, you work and you do your shows and you kind of stockpile them, correct? Yes, sir. And we, you keep them going. because, And I, and that's one thing I like because even we've already done an episode and it's in, in the vault right now to so whenever you decide to release it. Um, mm-hmm. But it's crazy. Um, what gave you like what, what made you outside of that, like the name of your podcast, but what made you start podcasting?
1: Well, my desire to be uh, independent and become a true entrepreneur, I'm, I'm taking the journey right now, but I'm in the first steps is what I like to call phase one. And with that, uh, everything takes practice. Everything takes ups and downs. So me Starting with my show that I call my baby, you know what I'm saying, is along the lines of what I want to call uh, the conglomerate that I plan on building one day. I want to, you know, in the end, umbrella everything under Landover Legend Studios, where it's going to be consistent of, you know, retail, uh, entertainment, radio, things of that nature, you know what I'm saying? So the skies is limited, you know, as of
0: right now. Okay. Now look. You, know, you just brought up something Landover. Now, now people don't notice behind the scenes, but me and you were pretty good friends. Like, you know, we talk, chop it up here and there, I had some pretty lengthy conversations. Um, and we talked about the, the illustrious Landover mall. Mm-hmm. Now, now mind you, I, I told you a little story about my, my, um, upbringing. I come from the middle of Virginia. So when I would come up and visit my family out there in PG County shout out to Suitland, Marlow Heights and them different areas like out there, um, my aunt lived in Laurel. So she she would skip over to the Landover Mall. And the Landover Mall, I um, mean it no longer exists, correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, and it was one of those things like before you got to the to the Landover Mall, it used to be this store called Woolworth or something like that. I think that's the name of it. We would go in Woolworth and you could get a little something out of there. But when you went to the Landover Mall, um, the only other mall that was in comparison back then was the Iverson Mall. And the Landover, to me, shut that down. So that's like one thing that connected us there. And I was like, man, I wonder one day if somebody would do a podcast on the Landover Mall. Because it doesn't seem like anything now, like when you really think back on it. But it was probably one of the better malls. I mean, I know you got Pentagon City and different things like that now. But as a child, even you know, Landover Mall had a special place, right?
1: Landover Mall was the monument. And even the space uh, where it existed is still there. You know, that it held memories and it created a lot of, you know, stories, whether it was good or bad. I mean, it stayed in the news, not all good, (laughs) but, you know, it stayed in the news It was one of those places where you can go to the movies, uh, you know, grab you a pair of J's and, you know, at the same time, hang out with your friends off in the span of, you know, two hours, you know, it was right around the way, you
0: know. Oh, yeah, no doubt. And I'll tell you the one thing. I had these these uh, Air Max One twenties. They look like they look like the sun was on them, and I got them. And then I got like these aqua looking blue, purplish colored One twenties. Because in Virginia, in the central part where I'm from, in Lynchburg, we wear Air Maxes. But y'all had fresher shoes than what we had down there. Like it would take us a month and a half to get shoes that y'all get there. So my aunt would go get the shoes, and you know back then we had shipping and stuff. But she would actually run them down on a like on a weekend tip. And I would have had a freshest shoes going to school and I wasn't so much into Jordans or anything, but every Air Max, I'm talking about even back to like when I had the Pippins and all that other stuff, the black and white ones with the little thing on top of them. Every pair of shoes that I got was fresh that came from lane land But let's dig into this podcast. Now, first off, this is, this is why I really wanted to have you on. And I've been trying to figure a time to, to uh, get you to come on. And I'm glad that you were able to come on today was this. When we, you first look at your podcast and I said the word, look, you see artwork. Tell me about that artwork. How did you get that artwork set up for your for your podcast?
1: Uh, Fiverr, the app Fiverr. Um, it, somebody put me onto it last year and told me, you know, I could reach out to you know random people and you know get some custom artwork done. So my vision was, you know, I don't want to just do like something I could put together on my computer. I wanted something unique and something you know dope so i actually you know look for a couple artists and i look for the style of work that i wanted i sent them over a couple of you know drafts or whatever and told them what i had envisioned and they created that so the dope thing about that is uh one of the artists that i used for that particular one he's in malaysia and he did the job for like i think it was like 30 bucks or something like that and he's real skilled, so I would rather you know reach out to somebody who's trying to get it out the mud like you or I, opposed to paying top dollar for somebody who probably wouldn't have did what I wanted to that scale and do redraws and things of that nature.
0: Right, because I mean, when you see it like that, that animation is enticing, and that's one thing that I always tell podcasters: there's two different people. There's you, and then there's me. Me, I got that Microsoft Paint looking cover art. And you got to actually go past the cover art to, to get entertained. But with yours, when you see that artwork, that's one thing that I tell people that separates podcasts. When you see the artwork, you're ready to dive in. I don't, you don't, you don't have to do nothing but just post that up when they see you with the studio behind you, bam, it's over with. Now, um, let's get into more of the, the harder details inside of podcasting. Um, Cause I'd like to address these things with you because you are what we call a success. Uh, and, and we measure success like this. And, and everybody wants to say this and that about people not being successful, but I say this um, anytime that you want to do a show or have anybody on your show, you can get them. Um, the sky's the limit on that, you know, just whoever you want. Um, what made you start off with a professional setup that you got?
1: Um, I mean, I appreciate you calling it professional, but I call it, uh, you know, really beginners. I, I articulate it like this. Um, I wanted to do something different, but I'm also, you know, brand new in this world. I'm only a little over a year in. So I try to create something that, you know, fit my personality, something sleek, unique, and something that, you know, wasn't too off the wall but when you look at it you pay attention to it because of how it's formulated so i think that that's ideal when it comes to you know keeping people you know know, focusing on your confidence and attention and realizing that you know it took some time and effort to make this happen
0: right and the quality of sound of your podcast that's one thing that i try to get to everybody because the one thing that, that we have a misconception in this business is like everybody knows me they know i'm a yeti man i got like Three, four Yeti mics, mm-hmm. and, and the only reason I use Yeti mics is because obviously we know I travel everywhere. I'll be in Virginia this week, next week I'll be in Kalamazoo, and when I do do podcasts with people in the future and stuff, and even what I do with my members of West Virginia Commonplace, these mics hooked into a little dongle or whatever, I can have three mics, and we all know that Yetis have condensers inside of them, and or or the major thing an interface built in. So yeah, I'm gonna get a crisp sound, but your sound is a step above and beyond the rest out there. Like, could you tell people a little bit about your setup? Because here's the thing that I try to stress to people. As you're making your way up through your podcast, your sound has to start reflecting in a different way. Because even I learned that I couldn't sit there with that little $30 Samson mic that I had all the time that mm-hmm. clipped on my laptop. I couldn't sit there and just keep using that and thinking that people were going to continuously, they would take me at a certain level, but they weren't going to take me any serious, serious or or serious than what I was for the simple fact that my sound was trash. It was horrible. It sounded like Um, intergalactic, you know, so. (laughs) Ultron. Yeah, Voltron and stuff, you know. So I was kind of like, when I heard your stuff, I was like, man, this dude's stuff is polished. Could you tell us a little bit about the mic you use um, and everything that's going around that mic?
1: Well, um, I mean, it's a standard condenser mic, but um, I made sure that, i didn't just spend 50 bucks on the mic i spent you know uh, a little over 100 dollars for it so that way i know that i'm not just buying something on amazon because they got a bunch of stars on i actually researched the mic to work for the area that i'm working in and also with the computer that i'm working with as well everything has to blend in that and then also the area like the actual space that i'm working in You know, I actually have things closed off and soundproofing on the wall to, you know, help with echo and things of that nature. So, you know, once you do that and you actually like, you know, you're not just recording from a laptop speaker, then you can control the echo and you can control the sound reverberation in the area that you're recording. So that way, if anything's going on outside that space, it won't get picked up on your mic when your mic is as strong as the one I got or the other you have, you know.
0: Yeah. And it was like so much. I learned, I learned more stuff about it. Cause you know, like messing with that little Samson, it may have had the different cardio things or whatever they're called, but this one I had to learn about the gain and how to like, cause you know, I turn it down and it silences out everything. Uh, my co-host, she could be in the room doing whatever she's doing and we talking right now, you know, mm-hmm. and you never hear a sound out of her. Um, and my, my question to you is this, uh, so you use XLR mics, right? You don't mm-hmm. use USB no all right um have you experienced both of those
1: yeah i actually started with usb mics so and at first you know when i started i was just doing audio but i noticed that i was just throwing stuff out there just to put it out there but then i started getting comments you know um on youtube or instagram or whatever and they was telling me what my problem was and i would go off those comments and you know learn as i was going then i realized i gotta stop being cheap and actually you know step my game up if i want a particular sound i don't want to be you know jealous of another person's sound or anything i gotta you know do what's best for my brand and, and that's what i decided to do
0: and i appreciate that because like i haven't even gone deep because i know like we keep up with she with, 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 with... What each other is doing, um, I had to jump on these guys about lives because I found that the USB mic, you know, I can take a phone and use that little converter that I've been showing everybody, and you can use a mic in a live episode because I hear these. That's one thing I wanted to ask you about, like, um, and here in different episodes, what, what is something that that, that that like if you listen to another person's podcast, what is something that that make, turns you off to that podcast?
1: Um. I guess you you could say the sound quality sometimes, but depending on what I'm doing, I more pay attention to the subject matter opposed to the sound quality because I've been there. You could be, you know, listening to or watching like some of your favorite shows or whatever on YouTube or whatever and, you know, like if somebody's on zoom or whatever and the other person's having, you know, technical issues, you know what I'm saying, you know that eventually it'll probably clear up and it, it may not, but if you like the content, you'll deal with it and hopefully, you know, they'll fix it because enough people make comments about it. So, you know, really depending on the subject matter is whether I'll, I'll click off or not.
0: Okay. And Big T, I need to ask you this. All right, so. Contributing to, to the future, fledging podcasters. Give us some insight and some advice on things that they should do starting off that you didn't do.
1: Um, what I didn't do starting off is I didn't do all the research necessary. I assumed that all it took was, you know, one audio interface, a couple of mics, and two people having a conversation to make a show work. And that's not true. And Then I also assume that, you know, just putting something out there and people will accept it if the the subject matter is good. But when you get enough people critiquing your show and it's just, you know, somebody who doesn't know you from Adam, you know, then you got to take it as an honest, you know, truthful opinion uh, about what they're saying. So my thing is, don't just don't just jump out there and stay out there you know, once you bump your head a couple of times, you know, learn to weave when it comes to making mistakes and things of that nature. And also, you know, learn to do everything as much as you can by yourself before you start reaching out for help or anything like that, because you, especially when you, you know, you're building up your, uh, you know, your platform, like you or I, you know what I'm saying? You can't always depend on somebody to make a meeting or you know, make an interview or things of that nature. Try to be well-rounded and versed so you're not also relying on somebody to make your production go well.
0: Okay, and I and I can appreciate that because like, like I said, even in this case, we had a scenario where because you you had a good availability today, I was able to get you, you were able to bless me on a show. Now, inside of podcasting, we all make mistakes and, and i tell you like, like one that I don't talk about much, I did truly, and I've been talking about a lot of here. I truly did make the mistake when it came to buying mics and stuff, because I realized that I was going to always be on the go. I'm never going to be home. Cause I work 10 months out of the year in a different city, different state whatever, uh-huh. but I wanted to produce a podcast. So I looked at everything later and I was like, okay, I know I'm going to have to use a USB mic. Cause the XLR setup will be kind of heavy to carry everywhere, uh-huh. you know? Um, Cause you got to have an interface and everything like that. And I was like, man, i I really want to get an interface one day and I said, I'll definitely sit down and talk to somebody that knows stuff about it, somebody like you. Um, so, you know, i go through that. I have the mic issues. I move over to Yeti. I don't look back anymore. I learned that you actually talk into the mic. You don't talk away from the mic and uh, get that going. Mm. And um, I started getting better quality content out there and people's or better sound. So it makes even the crappy content sound good because some of that stuff I put out is not fire we all I, we, we did talk about it earlier now yeah. um diving into to your show can you let the audience know your top five episodes
1: my top five episodes yes
0: that's that's one of these cliffhangers i throw in there because see i gave you a little little script and i tell everybody i give everybody a little script of what you think i'm gonna ask and you looked at the questions that i get sent you and i didn't ask you not one of those questions <laughs>
1: yeah that's true <laughs> so uh you know, when you when you get asked a question like that, you kind of make it seem like you're biased towards an actual guess. But you know, my answers aren't gonna be biased towards the guests. It's just how I felt about the conversations that I had with these particular people. Okay. So, um. Uh. My interview with Dale P. That was a dope conversation, and the length of the show shows how good the conversation was. Um. Uh, my first ever episode that went on for about two and a half hours, uh, with a friend of mine's <laughs> um, that's in my top five. Okay, uh, also, uh, one that actually hasn't aired yet, and I actually just recorded this on Saturday. Actually, um, a young man by the name of Andrew Derning, who's over in Scotland, and we had connected on Twitter and I had him on the show and we talked about his life um and his show uh I believe it's called the mental ginger um podcast okay yeah and um he he reminded me so much of Bill Burr he even imitated me on the show which had me in tears laughing so <laughs> i can't wait i can't wait for that one to come out um uh, another one i had was uh with uh uh, newly uh, acquired friend of mine's Doobie the Don.
0: Okay. Outside,
1: you know, outside of us just being on live, roasting each other, we actually sat down and have a conversation about his background and everything. And he's he's a real reserved person. But over the span of that interview, you know what I'm saying, I got an insight and I, I realized, you know what I'm saying, he's kind of like me in a way because, you know, we both reserved and we we choose our words wisely when it comes to just, you know, speaking about our life, you know?
0: right and see that's one thing i like about you because it doesn't matter what's going on in the political space and podcasts and on instagram you always stay up and narrow you, you don't you don't you don't really see it too since that much out there you, you know you put some stuff out there but you you stay good you, and you watch everybody's live you do all that stuff and, and you're good for the community and you you congratulate to you give people their flowers at the same time so that's one thing i do want to tell you thank you now um there comes a segment in my show because uh Growing up, I paid homage to 2020, the news magazine. Uh, you had um, John Stossel. You had Diane Sawyer. Then you had Barbara Walters. Uh-huh. And Barbara Walters was stone cold. She had questions that hit the point and get get you going at 1040 at night till about right at like 1057. She, sometimes she ran over to 1105. And when she ran over to 1105, I knew I was going to have a good Saturday because she was spitting fire. Um, one thing that she always did was she took someone outside of their character, brought them back into their character, and made a new character at the end of the interview. So here you go. You're on the hot seat now. Okay. Now, big T, if there's something that you could improve about your podcasting experience and your views, what would that be?
1: Improve about my podcasting? Uh... Yeah.
0: Like your experience or anything. Like, what would you? What would you improve on? What would you work on? What would you get sharp now? Hmm.
1: To be on point like
0: Steve Nash. (laughs) Uh,
1: Getting rid of the word um. Um, um, um. um. Yeah, you know, that that happens and when it's been in your vocabulary as a, uh, how can I say, it's a, not a defense mechanism, but it's almost like a stopgap so a person can, you know, find the right words to come up with next so my brain is always thinking and when I think it matriculates thoughts in seven different directions and by that I mean I could be having this conversation with you and I could also be thinking about you know some math equation that somebody said early and I'm trying to figure that out at the same time so you know trying to prevent myself from thinking so hard while I'm actually conducting business with my show will be something that I would want to uh, you know correct
0: Okay. now let's dig a little deeper. Now, give us a typical day of recording for you. How does it start and how does it end?
1: Well, all my recordings are, you know, set up at least a week to two weeks in advance. And I usually try to do about at least three a week just so, you know, I'm never without content. And then also using all this time to sharpen my skills and, you know, make more connections because out of anything that I've gotten from doing this show, it's meeting new people and learning new things about different areas and these people's walks of life that, you know, uh, I've got to learn over the past year. So, you know, for me... You know, I got everything set up, I make sure that, you know, the information is correct, I make sure that the links set out, and I make sure that, you know, everything's set up, audio and visual wise, so I'm and then the process begins of me just talking to the person and, you know, wherever we exchange certain information prior to actually recording, you know, I make sure that's up front, and I make sure the atmosphere is cool so I can get the best conversation out of the interview, because you know, it, it isn't about me creating clickbait or nothing like that. It's about us having real conversations about, you know, what they have going on. And if we decide to go off subject, that's fine too. But, you know, as long as we keep within that realm, I'm fine with that.
0: Okay. Now here's a deep question. Um, we record episodes and we we get a certain level. You attain a certain amount of... of uh, Listeners and stuff. When did this change from a hobby to a business, or did it always start as a business?
1: You know, in the beginning, you have high hopes for anything that you create. So I realized that there was potential in what I was doing, but I didn't actually, you know, start making the right moves to make, you know, uh, you know, monetary uh, plays when it came to my show. So these are all things I learned through trial and error, or just simply reading, (laughs) you know, uh, people like you and I, uh, people of color by that. I mean, you know, we don't always read those fine details or instructions. So I made sure that I I started doing that because people were telling me, Hey, are you, you know, are you creating ads for this? Or are you reaching out to these people to, uh, you know, possibly start generating some revenue? And I'm like, no, I didn't even know. So now. That's what I'm doing so through that and through me improving my technique, improving my you know time management skills i'm able to you know make these things happen, you know I looked at. You know my analytics of a day and I'm, I think i'm in 30 different countries now compared to you know five months ago, I think I was just in 10 so it shows the progress and the you know progression in what i'm doing.
0: Right, and, and see, that's one thing that like I always like to hear people that get that business-oriented sense. I love people that want to do this as a hobby and different things like that, and I like people that are taking those steps to get there, but the one thing that you said that rings and should stick with everyone is not a lot of people read. If A lot of people would read and just not necessarily take somebody's word for it, but read it and say, show me the linux show me that science that has a result to it, then, then you can see more. Then you can go out and get the ads. You can get the sponsors and this, this, and that. And that's something that that, that scares me with some episodes, well, some, not episodes, some shows, because I listen to a lot of content and people come for a lot of advice. And I tell somebody to think of it like this, and you probably might agree with this. There's a guy named Howard Stern. Howard Stern had the most crude, rude show on the radio. He had strippers. He had people of all walks of life on there. And what was the one major thing that they did with him? They marketed his stuff. They said they did the movie private parts. They Mm -hmm. said, this is explicit content. Be careful. Just like Jerry Springer, be careful. And some of the lewd content that I hear in podcasts, there's no warning label on it. I see a picture of uh, Alice in Wonderland, and then I listen to it, and then it's some demonic episode about torturing her and the bunny rabbit with a spindle spindle wheel ripping their arms off and I, and I tell these people, well, you can't market that to the next person or anything like that. So my question to you is this, um, do you think with certain content, um, that all content is marketable?
1: You got to know who your consumer is. If you're going to market something, you can't just put something out there. That's why, you know, platforms like only fans was created, you know, or, you know, Patreon, you know, that there's, Certain limitations that can't go in, you know, popular sites. That's going to show your media or whatever that you're putting out there. So, do your research. Just don't uh, assume and putting an explicit warning label on something is going to, you know, work. And then that, another thing, <clears throat> people don't know who they who their true core audience is. Like you may have some people that are, that'll dive in to your content, but. Do you know who your focus is for? And are you making content for them? Of course anyone can pay attention and anyone can like your content, but the people that really focus in on you that tune in every week or, you know, how often you post or whatever the case may be, like, that's what you gotta understand. And then once you understand that then you can know, you know where you can take it. So if you know you're gonna go left field from your weekly or your daily post or whatever that you put out there, then you say, hey, I'm gonna go deep on this one. If you wanna listen or watch or whatever, check it out here. You know you can't just put whatever because that's when you get that yellow band on uh, YouTube or you get your post took down on TikTok or Instagram and you could pretty much do whatever, but you can't post the whole show on Twitter, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. wholeheartedly understand that. Now, here's our big one, consistency. Um, I learned to just a few weeks ago while I was taking my break or whatever, I kept promising a certain type of episode, right? And as a part of a series I do, not for the men, it's for the females, the love series I do. Mm-hmm. And, and it could be for whoever, really. It doesn't matter, but... I put that out there and that's not my normal, that's my Saturday listen. That is not your Thursday or Tuesday listen when I'm putting out three shows. And I brought it out on a Tuesday or Thursday thinking it was going to do something. And that bad boy tanked. I mean, it went so bad that I had to, I had to take it off for a few minutes and try to re-edit it. And then look, I put it back out on there. Luckily, you know, you're able to pull stuff like that. And I had to go back in and and tighten it up in certain areas because I was getting those little verbal messages. I got like 30 of them and people were just like, hey, this is shit. This is crap. Get this shit off of here. Fix it. Put it back on. So I went and did that. So that being said, what would be your advice to people about consistency because everybody has their own deal with it. And I say this, if you're consistent and I do three episodes every week or however many I do, at least as long as I do two, because I do two episodes a week Mm -hmm. um, that takes care of both sides of my audience, my a side audience and my B side audience. So what is your take on consistency in podcasting?
1: Well, if you're speaking from a professional standpoint, then there should be no excuse or, Anything that interferes with your growth. So, you know, when it comes to building your brand and being consistent, being consistent means, you know, staying on top of yourself no matter how tired or whatever else you got going on. You, you know, you got to make this happen, even if it's late. You got to make it happen. So don't be that person that says, hey, I'll be dropping this on Tuesday and it doesn't come out till Friday. You know what I'm saying? Because that way, when you're inconsistent, your audience will be inconsistent. And if it's, you're talking about your personal life, then you're going to have to straighten some things up if you're not consistent in that, because that's going to mess up any type of professional you know, endeavors you decide to pursue. So you know, get on it and be on it, you know, lead by, I'll say lead by example, you know, look for inspiration in someone else and don't be admiring them, but be encouraged by them. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, and I appreciate that. Now, Big C, let's do this real quick. It's something that we do on the show on the on the main drag. It's called the Shameless Plug. And we do this because we have listeners that come in at different times and at the very beginning of the show, we did not necessarily plug everywhere they can find you at. So real quick, take the floor and let everybody know where they can find you, what they can, how they can interact with you, how they can um, get a cameo appearance or whatever or a video shout out, how they can reach you.
1: Well, uh, mostly you can reach me on Instagram at i can't make this up underscore pod and that's i can't with a k um, feel free to hit me in the DMs uh, if you're not on there you can hit me on Twitter icantmakethisu uh, i can't make this one um, i'm also on Facebook i can't make this up podcast and you can email me uh you can email me at podcast at gmail.com so you know if you're listening right now don't be afraid to hit me up and you know let's get something on the uh, schedule
0: okay okay now i appreciate that now we did we dive a little bit deeper in um with what's going on with you so here's the thing um new audience is going to hear you, just a little different audience on, on this episode. So plug in the new listener that's going to listen to your episode after this goes off the air. Okay. Give them the advertisement that they need to know that they want to go watch, listen to your show and they want to hit that subscribe button.
1: What's up, everybody? I'm the Land Over Legend, a.k.a. Big T. I'm the host of the I Can't Make This Up podcast. And this is a open platform where I bring on my guests and we discuss what they got going on, whether they be a chef, author, actor, video vixen, whatever. I'm all about, you know, having a conversation and, you know, getting their life story and at the same time hopefully sharing some information. I think that'll help the next person, you know, let's get out of doing the same old monotonous, you know, real housewife stuff. And let's have real conversations about some stuff that's going to help our fellow man.
0: Okay. Okay. And I like that one. Cause that was just right there. That's what I, what I needed to hear. That was a perfect promo there. So if you need help with your promos, this is a guy to come to, um, he'll have his consulting business up and running in a day or so so that he can help you with promos or anything like that. Uh that's one other thing inside the business. I always tell people um inside information and from polished people like you. And I said the word polished. You've worked your craft, you've worked your art, and you got yourself a name. People know big T. We talk about you in different circles when we're talking about certain things that you can learn in podcasting. Um a simple level of intimacy that is brought to you by being genuine in how you speak you don't change your accent you don't grab on the extra things to make your voice sound different i didn't hear you say mo i didn't hear you say any of them dc terminologies (laughs) um you just kept it straight straight uh merlin Cause it ain't Maryland. You you kept straight Merlin with, with everybody. So, so people can hear that authenticity in your voice. So that's something that I I want you to keep doing. And this is part of your Testament here too. And and, and here it goes deeper. Inside your podcast episodes, like you can hear, you do that, that Barbara Walters to a degree. You really do that Tavis Smiley thing. And the Tavis Smiley thing, I don't know if you remember Tavis Smiley is, Is you as you brighten someone's character like we'll take for instance a P shout out to him the man cave and the tour that he's on right now. Um, you can compare your episode to mine because we don't do we don't do apples and oranges and stuff like that. But it was a different level of conversation with you two. It just it kept going and flowing, and you can you bring that out and I, and uh, a guest on your show. And that's something I want to commend you on and I want to thank you for because you give more perspective to the guest even if they're somewhere else. But I'm saying you give them more perspective. And it's hard to do that with a guest because some guests are one dimensional, but mm-hmm. you make them 4D. And that's no no disrespect to DLP. i I'm just saying as far as their content and different things like that, you open them up a little bit more. You get the better answers out of them. So that's one thing I want to commend you on and say you know, tap your shoulder on that and keep doing that. The next thing is is the positivity that you put inside the community. Like you, you're not out here jaw jacking about this one and that one, because we do have a lot of um, podcast wars for real. Like it'd it be, <laughs> <laughs> it be some real gates of shit going on. And I'm like, these dudes, you know how Meekin was talking about Twitter fingers and all this other stuff. We yeah. got real, we got real Instagram thugs out here. And um, you don't get caught up in none of that. Everybody knows you as a peacemaker, it doesn't matter if it's the east coast, west coast, um, One of the brighter shows you did uh, was with a young lady that I did not get the chance to work with. And I hope that everything is still all right with her is Carla. I want to give her a big shout out, too, because I heard y'all's episode. That's what dug me in. I'm like, oh, Carla's on point. So, Carla, wherever you are right now, shout out to you. Um, (laughs) Now, Big T, the last thing before I let you go, because I know you got a busy schedule. And we and you both know it's nine o'clock on, on the East Coast. And if you got to go get something to eat or do something, you got to do it before 10 o'clock because <laughs> yeah. we ain't got enough workers out here to, to make food. Um, is this what is going to be your lasting impression on podcasting when you leave this realm and you decide to go over into more? Because when you do a conglomerate, you got to hand somebody else the keys to the Cadillac and you got to move up to the Escalade, I mean, to the Lamborghini and the Porsche. So, what is going to be your lasting impression in podcasting?
1: You know, my hopes is that I'm never looked at as just, uh, you know, a one-dimensional person. You know, people assume that, you know, based off my demeanor that I'm one thing when truly I'm not. So I hope that, you know, we get to a point to where, you know, somebody could actually, you know, click play on any one of my videos or one of my audio recordings and be like, okay, I did not respect that. That's dope. I appreciate that. And not only do I appreciate that, I, you know, I, I didn't know that, or, you know, what I'm saying I've been through that and I thought I was the only one you know, like really help somebody, whether, you know, it's me telling a story about being drugged by a girl or something like that, because, you know, everyone has their, you know, their ups and downs in life, yes. but not everybody, you know what I'm saying, talks about it. You know, those real conversations that happens at a barbershop, they never make it to social media. So that's my goal is to flip that around because, you know, people could talk all day about you know like you were saying earlier about you know podcasters who beefing and stuff like that but is it really affecting you at the end of the day no. like you know is it taking money out your pocket it, it may be attention grabbing you know, and a lot of people gravitate towards massy and that's cool, you know, outside of your everyday life if someone ran over your kid or, you know, you got hit in the face with a squirrel or something like that, you know, hey, <laughs> I need a distraction from that. That squirrel fucked me up, you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry for cussing,
0: but- That's all good.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, so, you know, that's my goal. My goal is to, you know, make my reality help your reality, be a little bit more normalized compared to anything else that you hear and you think that's, you know, possibly made up or just something to get along with something that actually you can retain and find useful and pass along to the next person. So hopefully it'll do the same thing for them.
0: Thank you. Once again, now um, audience, once again, check out big T, check out his podcast, check out his statements, check out his models, check out his forum. This is JR from West Virginia Commonplace. And
1: I am Big T, AKA the Land of a Legend.
0: And thank you for being part of this podcast collide episode. This will be hitting you guys uh, soon. Um, And just like I do for every podcaster that comes on this show um big t will be writing the show notes for this episode so everything he wants you to know about him he'll (laughs) be sending to me and i'll put him in there and we'll put the necessary links in there so you can get in touch with him and once again everybody this has been a podcast a episode these things happen because podcasting is amazing and podcasters when we find a medium and that's every person i've done a podcast a episode with we find an equal ground they become a friend of mine in real life it ain't like this um i'm gonna just shoot you a dm this man got my real number in real life. He could FaceTime me, you know, not at certain times because I got to do not disturb him. But this man can really call me if he needed something. He ain't nothing but a few miles away right now if something were to go down. So I want you guys to understand that it's more to podcasting than this. This uh this I'm gonna DM somebody and get them for an episode and stuff like that. It is real life, you know. If he needed to talk to me about something, we're gonna talk outside of this business because it's more to podcasting than just that. So once again, audience, please uh tune into big T show tune into mine definitely tune into this podcast and we will see you later